0: Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed.
1: It's your True Faith, Newcastle United podcast. The game we had to win. We have drawn it. Newcastle United won. Norwich City won. Michael Collin Kyle Thompson with me to talk about it from our headquarters in the centre of Newcastle. We've all been to the game. We've all got lots to say. Mickey, Colin, uh, you think that's that for Newcastle United this season?
2: Yes, it is. We're done. It's finished. We're relegated. I'm saying on the way down from the ground, we should we should start selling the players now. <laughs> start selling the ones from the wage budget that aren't gonna that aren't gonna fit next year. That aren't gonna do the job next year because it's finished. We're we're done. We're we're a poor side. We're, We've not won a crucial game at home against a team with one player more than us that were better than them for, for most of the game, and I don't know, you know, if you kind of if you kind of beat Norwich City at home when they play like that, like they were they were shocking. If you kind of beat them when they play like that, who do you beat? Who do you beat? You know, like somebody did in a WhatsApp group, somebody did like a run of the fixtures through the week, saying what we needed to do to get to forty points, and it would have be it would be a miracle. If we got there and that was winning a lot of games that we're probably not going to win but it obviously included winning night, and we haven't won tonight i i, I mean there's that it, it barely even we shouldn't even talk about the context because there's no context like we are relegated after not winning today it's as simple as that
3: it's it's not just the night though it's like we feel to beat leeds at home west ham at home southampton at home tonight like if you can't beat any of those at home you, you, you're going to be, you're going to be relegated. But really, like, got to call a spared a spade. Um, there's a lot to be positive about in terms of a couple of individual performances. But we need results, not positives. Do you know what I mean? Like, and as I says in the preview, what it took a 90th minute goal off Jordan's arse left cheek uh, to to win the game. But Newcastle have went from. Steve Castle, a draw castle. We'll kind of stop drawing games and we'll kind, of, we'll kind of win any games either. So I agree with you, Mickey, sadly. I think that's... Um, I think that's... We need a couple of losses in January and prepare for the championship next season because I think that's the final nail in the coffin, Like We've said a couple of times, uh, we're,
2: we're out of free hits. We're, we've lost all of our free hits. Bruce has lost all of our free hits and we don't want to talk about him anymore because it, this is a game that any manager should win. It doesn't matter who we bring in after Bruce. Anyone should win this game there's more to it than that obviously we're going to come out to that in a second for what happened in the ninth minute but we haven't won like we just haven't won Alex like there is I, you tell me if I'm wrong because I, I think that I'm right there is nothing more to it Newcastle had to get three points and it's not just three points in this game that's the thing that's a crucial thing that we're not talking about yet it's not just three points because it's three points for us and it's no points for Norwich or it's one point each like it's 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 so massive and we haven't done it and you know, where, where where are we now on the table? What's what's the points difference between
1: us and Leeds? Leeds are in the 90th minute of their game against Crystal Palace, and we are six. You know, we're, we're no worse off in terms of trying to catch Leeds than we were before the game. Still nil nil now. Still nil nil. I disagree with you, lads. Um, and I'll say this: if the players and the coaching team took your attitude, I would be unhappy. Uh, we're done. Yeah, but There's no points. Like we're not. The, we're not. Yeah, we're but the you bills. know, but it but it has to be a united effort. It has to. But it has to. Be, you know, I think it's highly unlikely Newcastle will stay up. But I'm not throwing in the towel. Um, you know, Newcastle. I Newcastle played well tonight with ten men. I th- I can't fault a lot of what Newcastle did tonight. We're going to talk a little bit more about that later. Newcastle are a poor side. Norwich are a poor side. Burnley are a poor side. Leeds, Watford, Southampton. Arguably Brentford are all really poor sides. All right. Now, Newcastle had the winter night. I don't <laughs> deny that Newcastle had the winter night. We go to Burnley. Let's go to Burnley. Let's beat them. Let's beat them on Saturday. Let's see how we're feeling. Let's see what the let's see what the league table looks like. It's it, there's no point feeling sorry for ourselves. And that's what I feel a lot of the fan base is doing right now. And I get it, because we're we'll fucking turn it, turn up. We can we count. How many people, by the way, said they would take a relegation? you really Mike Ashley. It's just something worth considering while we're while we're I feet, did. While we're, while we're feeling this sorry for ourselves, we the, the the support tonight at St James's Park, the period between half time and Newcastle getting the first goal, is the best support I've seen in a decade, in a decade at least. It, it honestly, it was just it was special to witness. It was special to watch. It was fans and team pulling in the same direction, and that that means something. And it, listen, I can't keep turning up after podcasts like this saying everything's going to be fine. But we, we knew what we had to do this week, and we, ha- we had to win both these games. Now, we haven't won one of them. We'll have to go and win on Saturday. We'll have to win on Saturday. And I'm I'm going into that match. I'm going to head into that match with that mindset. I'm not going to head into that match thinking, oh, what's the point of turning up the day? What, it doesn't matter. Let's not even get behind the lads, because it doesn't matter. We're already down. No, no. Let's let's go and beat Burnley. I mean, Burnley play this week, week as well, so that, you know, there's a lot of teams left to play, unfortunately, for us, as we've now played two games more than Burnley. Um but let's let you know, if we go and beat Burnley, there's a chance we we'll get off the bottom of the Premier League. There's a chance. And once you get off the bottom of the Premier League, you're going to get 18th place. And if we beat Burnley, let's see how this team, who transformed themselves, by the way, at the back of the last season after a couple of wins. Now, I'm clutching at straws. A lot of straws have to be clutched at here. <laughs> but I'd rather sit here and clutch at straws and do this podcast with you lads and think, you know what, I've seen enough from Newcastle United in these past three matches to suggest that we're going to win some games this season Let's go win some games this season and let's see where we are I agree with you Mickey. it'd be a Herculean task To stay in the Premier League now But I'm up for giving it a good fucking go
2: It was a Herculean task before Brentford though And we said before Brentford we had to win all three home games And we didn't win the first one, we drew the first one We shouldn't have drawn the first one, we should have won the first one But we drew the first one and we said after that Right, Yeah, like we might get something in Arsenal But we'll have to win the next home game We'll have to win the next home game oh, we're fucked. Yeah, That's what we all said And we'll have to win the next home game No, you're right, Alex. Like I'm not, you know, I'm not throwing in the towel. Me saying that we should sell the players now is a ridiculous suggestion. I don't actually, I don't actually believe it. Obviously, I'd be absolutely foaming if we started doing that. It would be ridiculous. But like, we have to face reality here, mate. Like, seriously, we I'm facing reality. We are
1: Leeds have scored least scored.
2: Honestly, let's face Please reality now, lads. Face reality. Take it back, <laughs> mate. Like, come on, mate. Like, we we'll have to. We we'll have Kill to be. Re- we we'll have to be realistic here about the chance we're decastinated. Well, there is a chance we could stay up. Let's not lie about it. There is a chance, but it it would be the footballing miracle of
1: all no, the footballing miracles. But if there's any football club that can pull it off, Mickey. It's not us, man. It's it not us. us. <laughs> we
2: we never get anything positive. We never get anything God, positive. Take over, look man. at that. What
1: look, are you talking about? Nothing positive. Look at that. Ashley's look, gone.
2: Look at that. Ref- uh, I know, but we had, to, we had to suffer fourteen years of absolute misery for that. For us, lads, as well, uh, in this room in particular, through like the peak football and supporters' year, football supporting years of our lives, where we're Best young enough to come, mate. where we're young enough to be able to go to all the games without any like any responsibilities, but have enough money because we have a job to be able to afford to go at them all. We couldn't do anything positive because of that. Oh, you just have to.
1: Right. Yeah, it a penalty. It was a penalty. Oh, I
2: thought you were going to say there was a pen for the other team.
1: <laughs> <All> <laughs>
2: killing, right. You're killing us
1: here, mate. <laughs> <laughs> I just, you know,
2: like, I mean, it would be a miracle, but Newcastle United don't get miracles. We're not that team. We get the bad luck. We've, got the, we've, we've had the bad luck today. You can see it on the pitch. Team Upuki, right? Team Upuki had one period of about nine games where he was unplayable for Norwich and scored loads of goals. And since then, it's garbage. Like he's been garbage in the Premier League, and then he and then he hits that one off the like the outside of his right foot in the top corner, like come off it. He doesn't. He, he could take that chance a hundred times and he misses ninety nine of them, but it goes in against Newcastle, obviously, and it, with Norwich's only chance. It just feels like I don't know. I it's obvious. It, it's obviously so easy to be pessimistic, but it feels like the stars of the line are aligning there against. We'll the
1: have, listen, we'll have we'll have to be realistic, okay? We'll have to be realistic. It's not about being pessimistic; or about optimistic. For me, it's being realistic. If Newcastle go and beat Burnley. We're back in the conversation, all right. We're back in the conversation now. It's easier said than fucking done, as yeah. we've proved to ourselves time and time again this season. Kyle, your fixture analysis is spot on. After we played Burnley, we'll have played five of the bottom six at home, and if we beat Burnley, we'll have, we'll have, we'll, we'll have won one, one of, of them. them aye. That that that's, that stinks of relegation, all right. But let's like Newcastle. Newcastle played against ten men for nearly ninety minutes tonight, including injury time. Ninety minutes. We didn't get beat. That's important. I was thinking, sat there at half-time, thinking, you know, draw's no good. And then, you know, you look at the table and you think, you know, I think we're a much better side than Norwich. Based on what I've seen tonight with 10 men v11, I think Norwich are going to get relegated. We'll have to be a much better side than Burnley, than Southampton, than Watford, those kind of teams, than Leeds. You know, can Newcastle United go to Leeds and win? Yes. Can Newcastle United beat Burnley? Yes. Can we go to Leicester and win? Maybe. So, it's hard and I, I am clutching the straws a little bit, but let's just go win Saturday. Like, we, we can, we can, we've got the rest of the season to do this, we've got the rest of the season to hold yeah. the funeral. Let's just go and beat Burnley and then we'll talk. What if we don't beat Burnley? Oh, yeah, what? yeah, no, if, you, if we don't get, if we don't beat Burnley, it becomes an almost impossible task because if you don't beat Burnley, there's nothing, nothing to suggest that you can beat Leicester. That you can beat Liverpool, Man City, Man United, or even Everton, and then your 19 games without a win, and half a season's gone, and it, and it, and it becomes impossible.
2: Third, third time, third time in a row we're saying that, though. It is. It's the third time in a row we're saying that.
1: It's the third time in a row we're saying. but let, Let's. I just think, even for the purposes of this podcast right now, you know, we can have this conversation on Sunday when the picture is a lot clearer. It's not like it's not like last week where we go to Arsenal and everyone kind of expects we will get beat. Yeah. We'll, we'll know if, if we don't beat Burnley, I'll call it now. The, the team is getting relegated, but but let's let's see what happens if we be, if we beat burning massive if if we beat burning if we do some of the things we did well tonight, if we got some of the same performances, the best team is now fucking forcing itself on Eddie Howe um, because of the performances of some players in some positions, and we'll talk about that in a bit. It was a massive missed opportunity tonight. We shot ourselves in the foot with the mistake by Kieran, Kieran Clark, which we're going to talk about imminently. Um, but we didn't get beat, and that. That team in that performance in that game three weeks ago to me crumbles, crumbles, and they didn't crumble and we saw big performances from big players yet again, and it's, that to me is worth clinging on to at least for fucking three days. Do you know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not saying give us two months, lads. I'm saying give it, give it three or four days. Let's go to let's go to that match against Burnley and let's see what happens because the players, the players and the manager are going to have to take that that viewpoint. They're going to they we cannot afford them to to, to come into training tomorrow. Feel sorry for themselves because because and Eddie Howe I don't think is that kind of manager. No, he's not. And and
2: and the players do, the players don't have the right to do that. They 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 are the ones that have got us in this position, along with Steve Bruce, along with his coach and staff. Like they they don't have the right to to feel sorry for themselves and to be to be disappointed. They need to work hard to make sure that it goes better on Saturday. And I'm I'm sure they will, and I'm confident that they will. Like I am, but I just don't. I don't have it anymore, Alex. I don't. Like we've been here, we've been here twice before, two weeks in a row. Or, yeah, three like two weeks and three where we've we've come out of a game where we had to win and when you we had to win and we didn't win.
3: Like, not saying it's going to be easy, lads. Not saying it's going to be easy. So it's just frustrating because like there's been a couple of games now where we've been the better side, at home against weaker teams, and it's just not falling for it. It's individual mistakes, it's silly errors. It's just it's just not falling for the luck. Like Steve Bruce got like last season, for example, we could do with a bit of it now just to get a result. But like, it's just not falling for it any way, shape, or form. Like,
2: I'm just curious about your, yeah, like you and the context, Alex. Like, we all agreed, you included, that we needed, really, we needed two wins and a
1: draw of these three home games, right? I mean, you know, to, uh, one win and two draws. It's, it, you know, it's like yeah, it's a couple of points you need. And, and when you don't beat Norwich at home, you have to go to Leicester and win. You've got to go to Everton and win. You've got to go to Southampton on New Year's Day or whenever it is and win. You've got to take points from games and take wins from games that you wouldn't ordinarily. Spurs away becomes a game that you have to target and you have to think we can't just go there and do what we did at Arsenal. It's not going to be easy. Newcastle are bottom of the Premier League after 14 games. Deservedly bottom of the Premier League. Yeah. You know, other teams have lost more than Newcastle, but no one else has won less. It's it's a it's a mammoth task. All I'm saying, my own perspective, I'm not gonna get too down because we'll have a massive game on Saturday and it's pointless. And that can even if we beat Burnley, there's still a fine argument to be made we could get relegated. But let's the picture will be so much clearer in three or four days' time whenever that fixture is. I forget what day it is today. Um i I'll have those conversations with myself but also the listeners of this podcast. <laughs> um then. We're going to move on to part two of the show now. Some adverts coming up. If you don't like the adverts but you like the True Faith podcast, sign up on Patreon, 5 50 a month. Lots and lots and lots of extra Newcast United content. And it keeps this free show going. So we'll speak to you after this. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to
0: hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed.
1: Part two of the True Faith podcast. Carol, we've done 13 and a half minutes and we haven't mentioned Kieran Clark. Would you like to change that now?
3: I, I hope it's the last time Kieran Clark plays in a black and white shirt. Um, what an absolute disgrace. Um, for me, this was Kieran Clark's chance because a lot of fans were saying if Federico Fernandez should come into the fray. Clark should be dropped for his recent performances, but Eddie Howe stuck with Kieran Clark. And he's let his manager down, he's let his teammates down, and he's let the fan base and the club down as well. What an abysmal, abysmal mistake. And then even worse, getting yourself sent off. It's absolutely mental. Um, From a player that I've got a lot of respect for, he did so well for in the championship. He's been a steady head for so long. But he hasn't been the same player since he got knocked out. He for like... (laughs) <laughs> uh, he has to be the same player. He's just—he's he, just an absolute cart horse, and I don't like slating players. But <sighs> for me, it's like it's like the tale of old jelly. Yeah. You've got to take the dog out in the field and shoot him. I'm afraid, like that's got a bit. Wow. It's—he's—he's he's got to go. I'd—I'd—he'd would be, be yeah. one of the first out of the door in January.
1: Like, can I put this to you? Okay, I'm furious, about and Clark, brainless. Let him. It's it's fucking like it's it's a lad who, you know, is hit a, is hit one a night and it's a great goal, a great finish. Anyway, defensively, it's poor from us, of course. Let him through. Like, give a goalkeeper, goalkeeper a chance to rectify your error. All right. So it's shocking. I see a lot of this from what you've just said. Kai. You should never play for the club again. It's like, <sighs> Kieran Clark in a back four in the Premier League in 2021, is a is a madness. Okay, you should never have been selected. It's a, I think it's a bad team selection. Yeah. Doesn't, I'm not excusing Clark, but I also think this he'll never, you he should never play for again. Who we're gonna, you know, when we get injuries, when we get suspensions, like we've got here, we're gonna play a centre back, Emile Kraft, John Joe Shelby. Like there's a reason Clark is here and still gets games, and it's because because the players that are competing with him in his position are also not very good. Fernandez is miles bad. Oh, he's miles. And, uh, you know, the, the, it was the cheer when Fernandez came on tonight from the Gallagher it was was a little bit like you know, Eddie Howe got fantastic support night, but it was a little bit like, you know, this is what the fuck did. I wanted to talk about this later on, but I'll talk about it now, and I said this I said this before the first game against Brentford, I think on a patreon podcast. I said the problem that Howe's got he cannot come in and make the kind of mistakes a new manager makes in trying to work his team out. He picked dollar for the first game, cost with a win. He picked Kraft and Ritchie last week. D- maybe not cost with a win, but cost with a two goals against Arsenal. Uh, and he picked Clark tonight. You could argue it cost with a win.
2: Definitely. It definitely cost with now,
1: a Now, he's made lots of other very, very good decisions. Very good decisions. We might talk about that a little bit later on, about some of the form and the, the position and the whatever of the other players. The selection of Kieran Clark when, when everyone I know tonight, when they saw the team sheet, thought Kieran Clark, what the fuck? Yeah. Everyone I know against Brentford, when they saw Cardola and Goal thought what the fuck? and everyone against Arsenal when they saw we're going to play a flat back four with Kraft and Richie, they thought, what the fuck? Now, like you say, Mickey, the performances of Fernandes, Manquillo, and Lewis Knight, albeit against much more limited opposition, make those decisions look even worse. And I'm not trying to say, Eddie Howe should have done this, or should have done that, because hindsight's beautiful, and he hasn't been here that long, and he has to take the advice of coaches, he has to take the advice of senior players, and, and he, he is trying to find a solution that works, both attacking the... In a attacking sense, defensive sense, that's another bad call. And I pick picking Kieran Clark. It's a bad call.
2: Who is he asking? Who, who, whose opinion is he getting to pick Clark ahead of Fernandez? Honestly, who, was who he asking? Who's Jones? Who has who? That's yeah. been well, it's Jones, isn't it? Yeah, that's the answer. That's what I was getting at. Like who, other than Graham Jones and Steve Bruce, that has been watching the performances of Kieran Clark and Fedor Fernandez, Newcastle United, thinks that Clark is a better defender, especially, especially in a two. Yeah, who, that, that's who the thinks thing.
1: That's the thing. It's like Clark, he he, he can win a header. He's fairly comfortable on the ball. It's not, he's not. <laughs> he's not. <laughs> he's fairly nah. comfortable on the ball nah, apart from tonight. But but he but I I just I can't fathom picking him in a back in a in a back four. I just I just saw that tonight when the team came out and it was just one of those head scratching moments, like what and it looks so bad because he's done he's done such a bad thing. It looks so bad for Howard, in it. But it, you have to like you said, Kyle, we have to be honest. It was a bad, bad mistake. By by the manager, by the player. I don't know this stuff he, he can we might need him to play. So you know, how's gonna have to get him right in the head and and work with him and improve him, at least till January. But we've got fucking six or seven fixes until we're gonna sign anyone. Yeah. Like and he might be needed again to play for Newcastle United. It's all you know, it's not just you. Carol. A lot of people. In fact, it's probably the, the majority of fans are saying he shouldn't play for the club again. And we're all angry and, and I get it. But but we might need him to. Yeah. So there's no point. Like what happens, happens. Happened. We need to get behind him next time he plays. And I'm sure.
3: I'm oh, sure I yeah. will 100. percent I just think looking back on that game, he's he's it's such a big game. Like a lot of people calling this the biggest league fixture for us in a long time. And after 10 minutes, he loses the ball like that, and then and then brings Pookie down. Um, like, like that and get sent off and even then he's hoping Vios uh, pulls yeah. him out of it and he's standing on the field looking like lost before the referee sends him off properly and it's just I, I'm so angry at him because he's set he set a decent standard
1: at the club and it's just so reckless from him so it's, it's disappointment really it's disappointment and it like I hate doing this because you're right I know you're right but I also think a player signed for five million pound from a relegated Aston Villa to get us out the Championship in 2016, like a few others in this squad, like you can be angry with them, and I'm angry with them, and I was angry with them during the game, and then you just think this this is the years of mismanagement, like like in front of our eyes coming back to bite. And it's not Eddie, it's you know, he's picked them, but it's not Eddie Howe's fault that most of the like players who beat Norwich City in um, you know October. Or the thirtieth of September, twenty sixteen, are still playing for Newcastle yeah. today. That's not his fault. It's not Kieran Clark's fault, really, that he, that he's put in that position. I, I, I honestly think that even even if Clark doesn't do that tonight, he still has a poor game because he's not good enough to play in a back four in the Premier League. Not having it, I'm
2: just not having it like that. It it's a schoolboy mistake. You learn it. You learn it so early. It's such an early point in the game. If someone's passed you that early in the game, let them through. Yeah. Let them through, and you play the game. Uh, you I, don't, I get, don't, you disagree. don't get, you don't get don't sent disagree. off. I am like, not trying
1: to excuse just, what he's done.
2: It's just, it's just unprofessional. Just I've, just I've, I am trying to contextualize it. It's unprofessional. There is no other words for it, mate. Like it's, it, it's so bad. It's so bad. I honestly didn't have the words standing on the ground. I just looked at him and thinking, like I wouldn't have done that. I wouldn't have done that. And I've played shite under league standard football in the northeast for fifteen years. Like I am obviously, like. Unfathomably worse at football than Kevin Clark. I wouldn't have done that, and like he should know. There's no excuse, and like he's been here for too long. He was signing the championship. He's saying the championship. The championship. The championship's is, mate, a good sign of football, man. You don't. You don't make. You do not make not, that mistake. I'm just saying
1: he's just not good enough. Even if he hasn't. Shouldn't done do that in the championship. Him. You shouldn't. Yeah, mate, you me. shouldn't
2: do that in League Two. You shouldn't do that in the Northern League of football. You shouldn't do that playing Sunday League football for the. Villa Victoria, man, you shouldn't. It should that, not happen. Shout team. out, <laughs> not a real team, dead, dead, dead Raj team in the league. But you shouldn't do it. Nine minutes in, shouldn't pull them back and give records. Should never do it. Of course
1: you shouldn't, and it, and of course you shouldn't, and it's inexcusable. It really is. But I just think, like, listen, if Newcastle win tonight. if Newcastle win. They're still nineteenth in, the, in the in the table. And yes, what you know, we're talking about fucking staying up and all this kind of stuff. I think the selection of Kieran Clark, regardless of how it is absolutely kieran clark's fault i think it's another terrible selection from how anyway. i agree with that for terrible sure selection.
3: because for all that was slate and kieran clark i think Freddy fernandez deserves all the praise and the world because he came on and he was absolutely brilliant he proved to the manager he proved to the fans Proved to everybody he should be in that team because he showed more in their in their eighty minutes than any centre back has for Newcastle this season. So, Freddy Fernandez, if he's not starting Saturday, serious serious questions need to be asked Eddie Howe and his team because he was absolutely fantastic. the night, like hundred percent.
1: That's a good point, mate. And we will have a full Burnley preview for parents. But Lascelles, Lascelles comes. But I agree with you. I think Shaw and Fernandez. What I liked about Shaw and Fernandez, we may as well move on to the part of the show, and I will look at some positives, much to Mickey's disgust. Um, <laughs> is that Shaw and Fernandez tonight? They, they they almost grabbed the game by the scruff of the neck. They were positive in the way they, you know, didn't let Norwich players like basically like against Brentford. What Lascelles and Shaw and I can't think who played the craft craft did was was it craft? You know what they did there was they let the Brentford forwards dictate. They let you know the Brentford forwards wanted the ball to bounce. It was allowed to bounce. If they wanted to take it on the chest, they could take it on the chest. Fernandes and Shaw and I thought, no, nah, no, nah. the ball comes into our part of the pitch here. We're going through the back here. We're getting our head to it. The ball's going back the other way. I thought that was really impressive. And it was, it was necessary, by the way, as well, because Norwich really struggled to maintain a lot of pressure on us. There wasn't yeah. like long periods of being seed, you know, hending at the back. And I thought Fernandes and Shaw were probably the reason for that, mate.
2: I agree. I, I completely agree. You're right in, in calling out Howe and his in his decision to pick Clark because it, it was so obvious. Eighty minutes of the game with we defended well with with ten men, and that, that's that's a, even against a team that was pro Norwich. That's a hard thing to do, really hard, and it's it's something that we haven't done well for years. But we haven't done well in the house so far. We haven't defended well in the in the middle of the park, and we did do it with less kind of personnel, less less personnel and less less defensive options in front of the back four. So that's. It's, it's massive and those two, for me, I, I mean, it's been obvious for years, we've said it on this podcast for years, those two are our best two centre-halves and those two should be the ones to play. It's worrying to me that it's the first time, under, you know, we've had two games under Howe, he's had four weeks as manager or something, and the first time that we've seen those two at centre-half is when Clark's been sent off and Lascelles is banned, like, because those two would have played, wouldn't they, if, if it was up to Howe, I think it would have been Lascelles and Clark. Probably I think Shaw would have got a game, but... If we're going to play a two, but, but maybe it's, not it's if you didn't not, get in
1: last week, though. It's not just the back. It's not just centre-backs, is it? We've seen two full-backs come in today who are a lot of Newcastle fans. Well, for a start, they're actual full-backs, unlike Murphy and Richie. crafts and <laughs> not even part of the conversation for me. Um, you know, Kyle, what did you think of... Lewis in particular someone we haven't seen very much. What did he make of him? Um, I, I did want to speak about
3: this, actually. Uh, I thought Lewis played really well because there was a lot of... Uh, the really struggle to nullify Max Aaron's, which, by the way, what a brilliant little player he is. If uh, Newcastle are looking to buy players and buy a right back in particular, he's the type of player they go after. But I think Lewis dealt with him and the winger quite well. I cannot remember who what, uh, who the winger's called because Todd Cantwell didn't play, but. Um, it was two on one situations a lot of the time. Maxi didn't track back a lot of the time. Uh I think even Hayden was moved to the right uh in the second half to try and nullify that. But Max Aaron's had a fantastic game and I think Lewis managed him as best he can. I think in comparison I think Richie would have had a nightmare against him. So I think Lewis has made a made a good account of his selling. and I think he should play in more games for sure. Manquillo, um I think Manquillo did decent, but he's been a steady Eddie all season uh, has Manquillo and I don't think he should be in and out of the team, he should be starting because he's the. He's not going to get you 9 out of 10s every week, but he will get you a 7 out of 10 and I think steady and consistency is exactly what we need, especially defensively, given how bad we've been this season.
1: Both, Lewis, the massive difference, particularly with Lewis, because Richie, in my opinion, is so bad in that position, particularly in the flat back four, um, you know, simple balls that in behind just get headed out for a throwing. Whereas Richie and even Kraft and Murphy are like so susceptible to balls in between themselves and the fullback, or literally just over their head. Um that they're both so slow, Richie and Kraft as well. Manquew and Lewis don't struggle for pace, they're not rapid. Again, I just think it's you don't want to be I don't want to be too critical Howe and we will come on to a few positive things. And I think I think the team has improved since he's arrived. He's been very lucky with the Covid situation, of course. But but he needs to pick as his best back four moving forward, like you say, Mickey. And and those two full backs, and they make mistakes. By the way, they're not perfect, like you say. They might have a, the odd bad game. We need a settled back four. How it, how was coming? He's played a back five or back three, and then he's gone to a back four, and he's stuck with a back four. So there's a bit more consistency there. But you know, the, the number of defense defensive changes is similar to what we had under Bruce, and it just just simply doesn't work. He needs to play the same back four. I agree with you, Kyle. He needs to play the same back four that finished tonight on Saturday. I don't think he will, but time will tell. Mickey, um, any other positives to you for now? I mean, would you would do you want to give the lads some credit, Mickey, for the way they perform with ten?
2: Yeah, I, you, you know I do, and like if you take the context out of the performance, the performance was good. Like it's it, it's a hard to play in the Premier League with ten players, and I thought we did it well. We looked like the better side for fifty-five of the eighty minutes where we had uh, of the of normal time where we had less players on the pitch. We did. We threatened them more. We looked we looked positive on the break. We held the ball well. I thought Shelby was absolutely excellent again, which is weird to say. There was one moment. Even in,
3: defensively and, was really good.
2: Exactly. There's one moment in the second half where he he played a pass from kind of deep right position just outside their box across the pitch. And someone on, on the left hand side, I forget who it was, lost the ball. And Shelby sprinted 65, 70 yards to our left side of the box to make a block. And that's something that I've not seen in John Drew Shelby ever for Newcastle United. And I was really shocked to see yeah. it, and, and so I, it's so it's positive. it stand up. It is, and, and if he can, if he can bring that into his game, he can be a massive asset for Newcastle United. And he show, he's showing that he can do it. He just needs to continue with that.
3: I mean, he's outrunning Willick. I mean, this that last season when Willick was banging in the goals, he wouldn't, you would never have thought. Oh, next season John Ruddy Shelby's going to outrun Willick. Never in a million years. Never like, in a million years. Yeah, like obviously, it's Shelby for a long time. Then critiqued his work ethic in particular. I kind of felt that he was absolutely brilliant And he's, he's been probably one of our best players Since Howe came in and So fair, fair play to him like he's, been, he's, be, he's been really good And he's passing range is improving And his work rate's there And it, his, his stamina's surprisingly there But it's there And fair play to him Yeah, fair play to him Alex, I know you, you want
2: to take the lead on this one Joe Linton was magnificent well,
1: yeah, Like you say, Kyle the Players we've slated Joe Linton tonight Was absolutely brilliant and this is the thing; it wasn't brilliant in, a, in an attacking sense. He didn't do loads. He had a couple of decent shots in the first half, but he didn't do loads that you know influenced the game at that end of the pitch. But defensively and the the work effort he put in, and he was like they were all tired by the end. You know, Shelby was blowing by the end, understandably so. I don't think that's a fitness issue. I just think you know you're playing in the middle of the park like they did um, for for nearly ninety minutes with with ten men. You, you're going to get Joe Linton was knackered at the end, but he was put he was putting it in. And, is confidence to bring the ball out in difficult positions really put Norwich in the back foot. So much so, they stopped pressing him as much on the ball. They pressed everyone else, pressed Manquio on the ball. They wanted. pressed Shelby on the ball. When Joe Linton had the ball, it was very much a case toward, toward the end of the game. They were like, he's just going to beat with here. He's just going to beat when and bring it out. And they were giving him space to pop it off and stuff like that. So is it, it, the thing about Joe Linton is, he's been very bad for a long time, and people, myself, have questioned his work ethic. How... in? Two weeks, three weeks or whatever, has transformed him to have a really good game and scored a goal and also his work ethic is up there. He had a bad game on Saturday, but so did everyone. Um I was just I just thought I just thought he was a leader tonight. I thought he was a leader again. I thought Shaw, Shelby, Wilson tonight, Fernandez as well, were leaders on that pitch. They were constantly talking to their teammates, they were constantly telling them what to do, and Joe Linton was the same and he he you know, more performances like that could only doing, you know, doing good. I think one of the most promising things about tonight is to be fucking class in the championship. He'd <laughs> 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 look 40 million
2: in the championship. If we're going to talk about the context of the game, right? Like that, we're really unlucky not to win. Like, I, think, I don't think we've, I don't want to say, it. I, don't, I don't think we've played badly. I don't think we've played massively well, but... But we've limited Norwich to just one. I
1: thought, I thought we played. If I, if I, for a team with ten men, again, I thought we played well.
2: We did play well for, for a lot of the game. We played well, but for I think thirty minutes, we, were, we struggled. We dropped. We dropped off too early, in my in my opinion. But we can disagree on that. That's fine. But Norwich have only had one chance. They've only had they've only had one two, chance.
1: Two, two. was that save from Dollar, which they should have won the game. Yeah, correct. <laughs> really should have won the game. That was Shaw there. Like that's the thing, isn't it? This is this is the difference actually between Clark and Shaw. Shaw does that overcomplicating the fucking last minute of the game. It's a game, terrible mistake. But he doesn't bring him down. He doesn't give a penalty away. No. He lets him run through and he gives daughter. He gives Dubravka the chance to pull him out the shit, and he does it.
2: Yeah, probably at that point as well is where you wanted to bring him, bring him down, <laughs> bring, bring him down, get the red card. It doesn't yeah. matter because it's so late in the game. But like. Like we've, we've, we've both, me and you, have said, Pookie, Pookie, ninety-nine times out of a hundred misses that chance because you're not very good.
1: Like the only thing is, Mookie, the de- the defendants so bad. Like old, when Dubravka saves it, like every Newcastle player moves towards the ball and just forget. Like yeah, I know we've got ten men, and I thought we we're great with ten men and we defended really well. But but the fact that Norwich have got like two lads, like and just outside the six-yard box, unmarked. just... It's just not good enough. Yeah, when
2: they're only playing one in front and you've got two centre halves, yeah. uh, it's Fernandez. It's Fernandez is the left hand side centre half there. He's had a good game other than that, but he. Someone should be on him. Just get on him. Uh, if, make it hard for him because he's, you know, he's not he's not fucking Ronaldo. If someone if someone stood two yards away from him, he swipes it and he misses. Simple as like that.
3: Um, I, I, the defense do deserve to be critiqued because there was a lot of ball watching, but the ball that goes into the box before the goal actually goes in, I think De Bravo should be doing better with that yeah, agreed. Because um, he tipped it. Like he's tipped the ball into the box uh, just on the outside of the box and have obviously put it back in and scored but I, f- I think he should be either tipping that out for a corner or even trying to catch that because he caught harder crosses in the game well, but it wasn't hit the target was it either no like, it wasn't it was not any other the so it's a disappointing but he doesn't know that
1: does he he's not doing if he thinks it's going out he's not doing what he does he
3: collected a lot of great crosses and I thought he, he played relatively well in
1: Leite and this, that, is, this is again another problem right and I'm not just trying to hammer how again if Dubravka has an extra game against Brentford, do you know what I mean? He's played more first-team football. It, you know, these, these decisions have consequences, and it's like they the, the ultimately have cost were You know, the Brentford game, if we beat Brentford. I, I, what I want to see, and this is why I clink a bit of hope, I want to see what this team play like after a win. I want to see what they play like with confidence. Look at a player like Joe Willock tonight. Like. By the way, did did fine after the win we went down to 10 men. He put a shift in. He did, what he, he did what he could. He played well, I thought. But I feel like Joe Willock needs a win. Like more than anyone else. Yeah. I feel like Alison Maxman needs a win more than anyone else. So, you know, let's let's see what happens. But how how he's gotta give the gotta give he's gotta give he's gotta pick his best team and give the players a chance with their best players in the right positions to get that win.
2: I just find it really weird that we're looking at the team selections and we're picking off players that just shouldn't have been anywhere near for, yeah. for so many games now and I wonder how. Like I didn't when he was appointed I didn't I didn't expect it to happen. I didn't expect to be looking back at the Arsenal game and thinking why the fuck's he picked Emile Kraft? Like yeah. again, why why are we having to question why Emile Kraft's getting the team again? Surely he was found out under Bruce. Surely. Yeah. And then today, like, why is Clark in the team?
1: Yeah.
2: Why is why is it happening? And why, why are we in this position where we're questioning the manager again? But, I, I, I didn't want to be one here. One
1: thing isn't this is the problem, isn't it? You're, it's easy to look past the positives and look at the negatives. So Drew Linton's a massive positive. How has transformed them. Um, Shelby completely transformed you could even say Fabian Charles on the whole is completely transformed than what we saw in the the you know he has made a lot of good decisions since he's come but the bad ones have, have really cost her and that's the thing isn't he, he's he's, lear- he's learning the hard way um, and, and sh- the, what you've got to hope is that he's taken these lessons on board, so Kraft was hooked tonight, great that's what that's what you want to see. And manage yeah. A manager learn, a learning from those mistakes. Kraft was hooked. Joe Linton back on the wing tonight. That's what that's what you want. That's what we want. Start it? in the middle of the park, like Joe Linton. started through the middle. Yeah, wasn't on the right. He did. Though I think I think it was a genuine four-two-three-one, and I think um,
2: those were, flu- were fluid. They, yeah, fluid they were fluid. Yeah, they, they were fluid right. from three. Yeah. Um, no, I agree, and that's the difference in it. Like we we, we know now that that how will learn from the mistakes and he will make he will make the necessary changes which which does give you a bit of confidence and it it, it it's massively different but he has he has to learn from quite a few mistakes now in my opinion and, and uh, he has to put it right immediately there were, you know we've said it three or four times already this 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 season under how uh, we've said it twice There's no more free hits there there is no more free hits nobody can argue if we don't win on saturday there isn't a person in the world that could argue that we are not getting relegated. Nobody at all. There isn't, though, is there? Come on. Unless unless we unless we pull out Burnley. top.
1: Ask me after. Burnley. That's what I mean. If we don't, yeah. if we don't, oh, if, we don't, be if we
2: don't beat Burnley at the weekend, it would it would take like top three form for us to stay in the league.
1: Yeah. All right. I think we'll leave it there, lads, on that cheery note. Um, thank you so much for, to you two for for heading down here post game. It's late at night. Thanks everyone for listening. Really appreciate it. We'll be back with the free True Faith podcast after Burnley on Sunday. Tune in for that one. It's going to be a massive show either way. Thanks very much. Ta-da. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get
0: in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus,